Hi, everyone. My name is Kate. Hey, I am Jen. And you are listening to Artwise. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to Artwise. Back at you again. Happy Tuesday. If you're listening to this on a Tuesday, which for some reason, most people don't. Maybe I should change the day the episodes come out. Because mm-hmm. I've noticed like no one listens on Tuesdays and then Wednesday hits and everyone's like, oh, yeah. About that. <laughs> so maybe I should change it to Wednesdays. Anyways, I have an awesome guest with me, Jen Carmiel. Did I pronounce that right? Oh, I always am like, good. am I kept pronouncing it right? Okay, good. So Jen was actually on season one. So this is her second round of being on ArtWise. And I was super excited to have her back on because I know you've been doing a, a lot of stuff. So I wanted <laughs> to hear about it. So why don't you just go ahead and introduce yourself for the people that haven't heard the first episode or don't remember and we'll go from there. Yeah, so my name is Jen Carmiel. I'm a contemporary artist and painter. I'm an interdisciplinary artist, which means that I branch out and do a lot of different kinds of things. Back whenever I was on on season one, I was doing mostly painting, oil painting, a lot of drawing as well, a lot of 2D medium. So like photography, fine art, things like that. But this last year, I've been focusing a lot on songwriting, which seems like it doesn't go hand in hand with that. But it's actually been a lot of fun. So I've been I've been grooving. It's been it's been good. (laughs) I feel like that would be like really good to like do visual art in conjunction with like auditory art, because like, then you don't have to like because I I've done uh, like album covers and just like cover art for musicians before and they always mm-hmm. like have this like uh, is grandiose the word is that even a word yeah. did I make that yeah up? that's a they word. have this like huge <laughs> idea for like the art that they want and it's like they explain it in such a way that I cannot yeah it's like so hard too because like no dude I've done the same thing I've done album art for a musician before and it's like so wild they're like wow I have all these things but (laughs) but because I'm also an artist if I were to ever do album art I'm pretty grounded and I know what I want and I would do it myself (laughs) exactly like I feel like it would be so much easier because like I like every time and I've had people like it's almost like oh I need to have a tattoo artist on here if anyone is a tattoo artist, please send me a message. But it's almost <laughs> like when you were like, watch, have you seen the show Ink Master? Um, I have not. Oh, okay. So Ink Master, it's like a competition tattoo TV show or a bunch of tattoo artists like battle <laughs> with art. Cool. But there's always like those episodes where they're like, cause they have like their canvases that are like people that want tattoos. Mm-hmm. And they're like, sometimes people will be like, I want a tattoo that's like no bigger than like my hand. It's like not very big, but I want all these things. And they're like oh. a, a roller coaster. Like they want the kitchen sink. They want the <laughs> whole thing. And that's like the the problem I've had with like doing like certain like when I'm working. Okay, it's like how do I word this? When I'm working with other creative people who are not visually creative, but like other kinds of creative, which is why they're hiring a visual artist to Mm -hmm. make their visual things. It's like so hard. So like, I think that'd be really cool. Sorry. I just thought I'd bring that up because like, I, if like, if you can do both, that's like, that's really awesome. And everything will look exactly how you want it to. You don't (laughs) have to worry about someone not understanding what you're asking for. So (laughs) 
I know. I mean, for me, it's mostly like I'll just be making visual art and I'd be like, oh, this would be a good album cover. And then I make the album. <laughs> oh so my it's gosh. like I don't even I don't make the album. I make the album cover first unintentionally. And I'm like, hey, this kind of looks like something. And then I do the music later and then I fit it together. But I yeah, I that's also <laughs> really good. Good thing. Good. Awesome. <laughs> good fun stuff. Yeah. I would love to do something like that, but I am tone deaf and all of the above not musically <laughs> good bless <laughs> i've tried i've tried to learn like guitar when i was like a, mm-hmm. a kid but my like i can't, <laughs> can't i tried it. to learn guitar as a kid too and i also said i couldn't and then years later i picked it back up and now i'm playing it so don't give up yeah i'm just like i my hands are really small that's what i said too man <laughs> really I said too. maybe you i'll try again super basic chords Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe I'll try it. I have a guitar in my closet. So I don't know. We'll see. Bro, I still have bro, my childhood guitar. Plan, plan another webcam. I'll get, show you some basic chords. We'll get it going. <laughs> yeah. I we. Oh, and that's another thing too. Everyone who's listening, I have been dying to have more musicians on this podcast. Y'all are artists too. Don't even front with me. <laughs> like I've been trying desperately to get musicians and you guys don't respond. <laughs> I'd be messaging all of these musicians like, hey guys, like, would you be interested in being on a podcast? And I get, oh, yeah, that sounds amazing. And then I send all the information and I'm just ghosted. <laughs> it's no. like, oh. So yeah. So if you're a musician, like you can be on the podcast too. It's not visual art exclusive. It's just what has been able to find more people for. But anyways, the first question that I wanted to start out with. So since I know that you've been on ArtWise before, mm-hmm. but just for the people who haven't heard your last episode or maybe don't remember, why don't you just give us a little story, a little synopsis of how your journey into art started for you? Yeah, of course. So, I mean, let's think, because I don't remember what I said last time. So now I'm going to give a different story, possibly. <laughs> but I mean, whenever I think about how art started for me, it was sort of just something that I'd always done. Like I'd always just drawn in notebooks. I've always doodled that kind of thing. I have like these vivid memories of being a kid, like six, seven years old and like trying my best to do a portrait, like a self-portrait. And I remember drawing the face and being like, why doesn't it look like me? They have eyelashes and they have a nose, like the features are there. Why doesn't it look like me? And I would draw things over and over and over. And I just remember always just doing that. And I remember one day I I would always show my drawings to my older sister, Lisa, and I'd keep showing her my drawings. And every single time she'd be like, oh my God, I love them. They're so good. And then one time I showed her a drawing and she was like, the head looks a little bit too big. And I took the drawing back and I started drawing. And that time, I guess it gave me some kind of like, motive with before I was just drawing like oh for fun and then now I'm drawing and I'm like I have something to get better at and I guess like it just started that thing with me of like I want to work at this and I want to make it something good and everything and so that's sort of like the first moment I remember of being like I want to be a good drawer (laughs) and my sister bought me my first sketchbook yada 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 filled it up filled up the next one years later whatever (laughs) I went to Westport High School for fine art and everything so My high school was art oriented and then I went to college, USF, their fine art program and I graduated with my BFA. So yeah, and that's where I am now. I'm just sort of creating on my own at this point. I think I graduated about a year or two ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember the last episode that you did came out in 2020 and I think at that point you hadn't graduated yet but were really Mm -hmm. close 
Does yeah, that sound right? I think I was yeah, I was about a year from graduating at that point, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, what have you been up to since your last episode came out? Like, what's what? Fill in the gap because there's there's like a like a year, two year gap. Yeah, of course. So, I mean, I remember when I was on the episode last season, it was sort of like I was in like a hot spot of selling all my art. I was doing a lot of marketing and like going headfirst into everything, and it was really fulfilling for a while. I really enjoyed selling my art like that. But eventually I just sort of hit a point where every single time I would sit down to paint, I would just be thinking about marketing. I wouldn't be thinking about the art that I wanted to make. And it was, it became too stressful for me. I didn't really enjoy what I was doing anymore. So I took a step back. I sort of like went black on, not went black, but I stopped really going on social media as much. I stopped doing that daily marketing thing. I stopped looking into every single hashtag, whatever I could do. And I just sort of took a step back and tried to just be myself. I stopped painting for a few months at a time. And then one day I just got the inspiration again, was a month or two ago, I think. And it was actually like really revitalizing to like go back to it after like, I think it was about six months of not painting. And I've heard stories before of people being like, oh, my greatest regret is that I stopped creating or that I stopped doing this. And I personally don't think that's true. I think it's a really great thing to give yourself time to take a break. Like, of course, like I had a friend who said like inspiration will come when it's time to create again, it will come to you. So I sort of held on to that. And it's true. Like one day I did get that inspiration again and I sat down and painted and it felt so free, like in a way that I hadn't remembered it being for years, like for five years of being in school and then trying to make it into a career. Like it felt so free to just sit and paint with like my like raw self, just wanting to do whatever I wanted to do without marketing on my mind, without professors on my mind, without a grade on my mind. Yeah, it was it was really fun. <laughs> so that's sort of where I left off after the episode is taking a little bit of a step back. And then I also started songwriting because that gave me a creative outlet that I didn't already smear my marketing hands all over. <laughs> so... <laughs> I'm really glad that you brought that up because I think, like you said, a lot of artists are like, oh, I regret taking a break. I regret stopping. And I know that you are not alone in, well, I can tell you you're not alone because I have the same problem. <laughs> and I, I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast. I don't think so because I don't know why I would admit this, but I've had some really crippling creative blocks bad since since 2018 it's been bad I haven't like here and there I, I'll paint and I'll make something but outside of work it has been really like such a struggle so for those of you who listen to the podcast regularly and not just this episode you guys already know this but if you're just listening for Jen I I have been in the corporate world for the past four years. Right after I graduated high school, I started working as a graphic designer and I have been uh, until I recently, just recently quit my corporate eight to five job sitting at a desk. But I will say, and I know this isn't the case with everyone, but for me doing that and like sitting at a desk all day and making things that I don't really, I'm not really passionate about. I don't really care about. I was making shirts for sports for the last three years. And then before that I was doing just like small business stuff at like a custom t-shirt shop. It's like it's like draining and exhausting to even think about coming home and making more art. 
and it like it sucks to say that but it's true like it can be like a real struggle to do something all day for you know nine hours a day and then come home and then it be expected to do it more and that's one of the reasons why well I have I had a lot of reasons for quitting my job but that's one of them is because I felt like I wasn't I wasn't feeling the way that I felt about art like that made me want to turn it into a career like it just felt like a job and it didn't feel like I'm so passionate about this I love what I do every day and like honestly yeah like there was worse jobs that I could have had but I you know I don't want to be thinking like oh well it could be worse I want to be thinking this is it this is like I'm so happy and fulfilled by what I'm doing that like I'm I'm so like just thrilled to be alive. And I was not feeling like that. I was feeling like, oh my God, is it five o'clock yet? I want to die <laughs> every single day. And that's, that's not how you want to feel. But the, the reason I bring that up and bring up my story is because I wanted to get your take on if you think it is worth it to take breaks like that, especially if you're a career artist who you know makes a living off of your art? Is it worth it to take a break and potentially like lose money for the sake of like, whether it be your mental health or just finding inspiration again, instead of, you know, thinking, oh, like, how is this going to make money? Like, is it, do you think it's worth that? I mean, I would say an obvious yes. I just think about any job you do, even if it's not art related. Like, if you're going to work at like a restaurant, a factory, I don't even know, is it worth it to take a week off work, even though you're not earning money for that week. It's the same concept. I think that it's even more necessary for art because the whole soul of art comes from this freedom that you feel whenever you do create. It should come with freedom. And then if you try to make it into a career, a lot of times you feel very restricted. And taking that break is what will allow you to flourish, like not only mentally, emotionally, but your art needs it. Like your art needs you to rest as well. So I think that you absolutely need to take breaks. Do you do you think that taking breaks as an artist could potentially like cause problems like for your career? Or do you think that like bouncing think- back is is like not like is it like easy to just bounce back after taking like say you take like because I personally I haven't created for myself on a consistent basis in almost four years just recently I started again because I'm starting my own business that's the reason why I left my job is because it's great resignation woo starting my own business about things that I actually care about so I'm not you know sitting there designing sports shirts for teams that I literally like never watched a sport in my life sorry guys if you're a sports fan <laughs> never watched a sport in my life don't care do you think that I don't know where I was going with that I had a question there somewhere. <laughs> it was I think your question was is is there a risk to taking a break and not coming yes. back? Yes. <laughs> but essentially, I think that to speak frankly, it depends on who you are and I think that you should st- take stock of yourself. Like are you the type of person that does kind of drop off and forget things? And is that necessarily such a bad thing? Like if you are able to drop off of art and just leave it there and not come back to it. I think that it's I don't know if it's wrong to say it's meant to be like that, but the alternative is sticking at a career that you don't enjoy. So I would say that 
breaks are always necessary and that you should take them. And you do take a risk of maybe not coming back for a while. It took me six months to feel the urge to paint again. And I did worry, like, what if I never want to paint again? You know, like that was my entire life growing up is always wanting to paint. And now I didn't want to anymore. And it felt so strange, but I just couldn't force myself to do that. And so Mm -hmm. I did kind of take a risk of like, okay, I'm just not going to do it if I don't feel like it. I'm not going to force myself to the way that I have for the past year. And eventually I did come back to it. It took six or seven months, but I did. So I feel like if art's meant for you, you'll come back to it. I feel like every artist has that urge inside them to create and that you can't take that away. Maybe you can like smash the button too many times that it gets stuck. But if you stop smashing it, eventually the button will come back again. And, and, you know, like you'll feel that urge again. But the alternative is continuing in a career that you just do not enjoy anymore. And I feel Mm -hmm. like even if you don't come back to art, you'll find something else you enjoy, you know? But I think artists will always come back to what's meant for them. I agree. I I totally agree. That's part of why I'm making these really risky, scary moves. <laughs> but I'm really hoping, like, at the end of the day, like, and I say this every episode, this is actually our season two <laughs> theme motto is it's about the journey not the destination Mm -hmm. and if I'm miserable every day I don't want to like look back at my life and be like man I can't believe I spent 20-30 years at this job that I didn't Mm -hmm. even like and I didn't even get to enjoy myself and do the things that I'm passionate about and like you know if I'm gonna be broke for a little bit from it then I'm gonna be broke for a little bit from it but I'd rather be broke and not stressed and happy Mm -hmm. and relaxed and able to paint and create and connect with people and make this podcast then mm-hmm. you know waste my life away at a <laughs> an eight to five which great resignation I'm hoping changes things too <laughs> like I seriously like so many people are quitting and I think it's amazing but yeah. I, I hope I hope it's enough to like make mm-hmm. an actual change because I feel like if changes aren't made it's just gonna continue to get worse yeah. <laughs> in terms of like jobs like that mm-hmm So another question that I had for you was how are you navigating your art career following graduating from college? Is there anything different that you're doing that you found has helped? So it's definitely very different. I would say that I do do work full time. I work in leasing and property management, which seems totally left field for an artist, but it's it's something that I'm weirdly good at. I just kind of stumbled into it and it's just where I ended up and it pays my bills. So here I am. (laughs) So I mean, there is the element of not having as much free time to create, not being around as many people as I used to be who were all constantly making art. And you're always talking to those people. You're always seeing their art. So I don't have that environment anymore which is a little bit sad and I do miss that (laughs) some things that can help is going to art galleries more often scrolling social media trying to find other artists that you can connect with online or just trying to reach out to past classmates and see if you can set up like sessions with them like hey you want to come over and paint or something like that so the biggest struggle I would say is finding the community and the environment that you lost with college because that's sort of what you go to college for I personally don't think you go that much for the education like yeah the education is nice if it comes but ultimately you go for the environment you go for the community the people that are around you so that's the most difficult thing losing but I have been I've just been grieving I've found substitutes like going to art museums and stuff and ultimately 
it feels more free to create outside of college because I was always searching for that external validation in college, you know, but now I don't have anyone external to please. (laughs) So it's sort of like what becomes of my art when no one's looking at it, you know, and it's a really interesting process and I have a lot of fun doing that. Yeah. So I, you know, I was actually going to talk to you after we were finished recording, but this kind of seems like the perfect time to bring it up. (laughs) First of all, goal with Artwise is to create a community, an online community, albeit because obviously guests and listeners come from literally all over the world, all kinds of different places. So it is more of an online community, but we do have a community discord for networking, which I've mentioned in previous episodes. The join link is in our Instagram bio. It's super easy. You just click the link and then you're in there and you can talk and you can share pictures of your art and you can do some self promo. There's like a little channel for self promo and you know, it's just like to get people connected. But another thing that I have been seriously thinking about, which we've had conversations about in the past, like outside of this podcast is I have been wanting to open a gallery in Tampa. Yes. And oh my God, yes. I'm seriously, <laughs> I've been saving money for it. And my money obviously is going into my business, but uh-huh. I want to extend my business eventually to a storefront. It's one of the many goals. I have a lot of ideas, but one of my goals that I have is to open some type of gallery. I don't think it will be a traditional gallery. I think it will be like a studio slash gallery, but also there will be like mingle nights and like different things for like creatives and art collectors. And I just think it'll be really like really good, but it's one of my goals. So that's like a bit in the future though. Like I have (laughs) money saved for it, but you know, like I said, I just started my, my business and other things, but yeah, I definitely like, my biggest goal with like this podcast and my business is the whole networking thing because Mm -hmm. I didn't get the college experience, you know? So like I never got that community. I've always craved it, Mm -hmm. but you know, college is really expensive. Not everyone can afford to go to college as much as like it can be helpful and like do a lot of things for people. Just not, not everyone can go and that's fine, <laughs> but there's, there's other ways, you know, cause now I'm like, okay, I'm going to get this like in my own way if I have to. And mm-hmm. so if I have to open my own freaking gallery in Tampa, I'm going to do it. <laughs> that's where I'm at. <laughs> I'm in my head so right now. excited for that. Literally hit me up. I'll show up every day. Look at your art. I would, ha- I would love that. Yeah. Probably a couple years in the future, but yeah, I definitely want it to be like a big, like networking hub for people that either want to buy or sell their art is like the goal for it. I'm still like looking into it, but it's a big goal of mine because I think it's always important to have like a physical space for collaboration too, because most of what I do on this podcast is online. And it's, it's honestly, it's been, it's been really helpful, but I, I would be so excited to actually open like a physical space too. But yeah, so that is really good advice. And I would have to completely agree. And I definitely need to start going to more galleries. There's have you been to any good ones like in the area that you want to shout out for me so I can write them down and go there? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there's the Quaid Gallery, which I found through USF. So that has a lot of USF either faculty or students that show their work there. So the Quaid Gallery is really cool. And then I also just go to the Tampa Fine Arts museum downtown i'll go to the ones in saint pete on occasion but yeah that's those are the main ones that i can kind of think of so 
Is there any, like, since the last time you've been on ArtWise, have there been any, like, struggles or wins worth mentioning apart from, you know, taking a step back from art? But, like, have there been anything, anything you've struggled with that you've overcome that you have, like, tips for that you think are worth mentioning or, like, any, like, big wins in terms of, like, your, you know, like, your art, any big plans in the works, anything like that that you want to talk about? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I, so I mentioned taking a step back from painting, but I took a a step towards music and music writing and recording and stuff. So as you can see, I have a fancy new mic here. I got recording equipment and I'm recording an album right now and I'm really excited (gasps) about it. I know, right? I've been writing music for about, I'm going to say three or four years, but like at first it was something I was very, very afraid to show anybody on the face of planet earth. Nobody was allowed to hear this stuff. And then eventually I started playing it open mics. I started getting more comfortable with it. And now I'm actually actively recording stuff. So that's really, really new and really fun for me. So I'm excited to see Ooh. what comes out of it. <laughs> Can we get an ETA? An on- ETA? I need an um, ETA. Yeah. I mean, let's see. What's the date today? I hope to have what's it's what's time. Okay, it's March 26th. I hope to have a single out by, I want to say... Let's see. It depends on my work, work too, because work kills me. But, I mean, I would love to have at least a single out by August. Music recording takes so much longer than you would think it does. <laughs> but okay, that's okay. my tentative deadline is to have – I have two singles that I want to release and then the album. And then I have, like, a little bit of a marketing thing in the back of my head. So I hope the marketing doesn't kill music for me. But I, I have, I'm having fun. <laughs> so it's just that's sort of where I'm at. I'm – maybe making a YouTube for it too. I don't know, but I'm just kind of throwing things together and then hopefully something will pop out. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So yeah. guys listening to this, this, <laughs> this episode comes out in July or it should come out in July unless I change mm-hmm. something. So that's one month from August. So maybe like <laughs> check in. Be like, <laughs> I'm not trying to send people to like harass you, but maybe like send a message on Instagram. Be like, hey, are you working on that? It's just to keep you motivated. <laughs> I do need the motivation. <laughs> <laughs> just have like, like 50 people like the the only 50 people who listen to this podcast (laughs) hopefully more by august but or more by july when this comes out but like the 50 people that listen to this podcast just in your dms like hey when is it gonna come out (laughs) i mean maybe it'll come out before then august is my tentative deadline of like if it's not out by that now i've got i've done something wrong so hopefully it should be out before then or I should have it ready before then to be released in August. But well, yeah. I, I have a super top secret project that I'm working on that <laughs> my deadline for myself is September. So we can keep each other in check. Let's do that. That would work. Because <laughs> <laughs> I definitely, mine, I will, I need to get it done by September. But same as you, it depends on my work yeah. schedule. Because yeah. it's, hard to, it's hard to work on something when you have like a whole like full-time yeah. job. Because like it when does. you get home, the last thing you want to do is like, I mean, I know like passion projects are amazing. They're so fun. They're so fulfilling. They're so revitalizing. We get that. But it is still work. And yeah. the last thing you want to do when you get home from work is work more. So yeah. I, I totally get like the whole thing. That's why my deadline is like <laughs> September because I'm like, oh, got to give myself. And I've been working on this since like 
January. I think mm-hmm. I started in January and I, like I'm not as far as I want to be on my project. It's top secret. So I can't even tell you what it is. <laughs> yeah, bless. You well, know what? I'll, I'm excited for it regardless. <laughs> I'll tell you when we're not recording. I can tell okay. you, but I don't have a secret Yeah, it's super top secret. Like can't talk about it publicly on the podcast, but I'll, I'll tell you about it later. I'll tell you about it later. Yes. I'm really excited about it though. But yeah, well, we got to keep each other in check. We do. We do. Anyone listening to this who is a member of the Discord, if you're not, join the Discord. Send me a message on on Discord or send a message in general and just let me know when your like self-proclaimed deadlines for all your projects are. We'll all keep each other in check. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so we got this. <laughs> not that like because deadlines kind of kill like creativity for me, but also like mm-hmm. certain things that are like really important. I'm like, this has to get out this year. Or else I'm not it helps do it. you measure like it helps you measure what you're doing and like am I actually sitting down and doing this or am I just telling myself I'm going to that's what deadlines are for for me <laughs> yeah yeah exactly I do the same thing this question's out of left field sorry about that <laughs> usually I tie them in together a little bit better than this I've, yeah. I feel like I've gotten really good but this one's kind of <laughs> random what got you into abstract expressionist art <laughs> oh <laughs> that is out of left field I would say It's just sort of what came out. I think that when I sit down to create art and to paint, I would consistently try to make art to please other people and like, oh, look, it looks exactly like the thing I'm painting. Aren't I a good painter? And it was this toxic cycle for me of like external validation. And so whenever I started just like creating stuff, like I would squeeze what would come out into like the perfect form of what I thought people wanted to look at. And then eventually I stopped squeezing myself into this box and just let myself create and like to create whatever I wanted to. And that's sort of where the abstract expressionist style like came from. And if you like look into art history, like in the 1920s, 30s, 40s, 50s, whatever, like that's the whole point of it is to have the artist like regurgitate and like just zoom like all their creative juices out as a mess and it's just like expressionism like it's an expression of style I don't know but essentially it's I guess it's just a rejection of like my own like external like validation that I struggled with for a long time it was just like a rebel against that Awesome. You know, <laughs> I I really need to start doing like physical painting more. I don't know about you, but it's it's been really grounding for me with with everything that I have going on in terms of the podcast, my jobs, starting my own business because like even though I did quit my job, I I had to give like a sizable amount of notice just given like the nature of my job and also, you know, I'm I wasn't trying to like just because like I want to join the Grizzly great resignation doesn't mean like I'm trying to screw over my coworkers because then, you know, they're good people. So I did have to leave like a sizable notice. So like for the foreseeable future, I am still doing like all three things at once. But like with that, it's come with a lot of like working from when I wake up until when I go to sleep and not really getting like any breaks other than to like eat and shower and Mm -hmm. like important stuff and like painting has been really helpful like with stress and anxiety and stuff because I don't know why digital art doesn't do this for me but like physical like painting and just like Mm -hmm. getting it out without the expectation of like this doesn't have to be good this doesn't have to be sold this doesn't have to make money I'm just doing this because I need to calm down right now it's been really helpful it's hard for me to let myself do that because we're we live in an age where everything has to be profitable for some reason so it's really hard for me to be like oh i messed up 
no one's going to look at it anyway. You know, like yeah. I have to keep reminding myself, like, you don't have to show anyone this. It doesn't have to be good. I just made a painting last night. Horrible. I hate it, <laughs> but it, it made me feel so good to make it. So mm-hmm. it was worth it, but I yeah. ruined the canvas and I'm a little mad at myself because, <laughs> but I can paint over it. And that's another thing. I'll probably sand it down, paint over it. It'll be fine. <laughs> but yeah, definitely really good for stress grounding. I don't know if that helps you with like your mental health. That was something that we talked about a lot in the last episode you were in was like your connection, like with painting to mental health. So I'm curious if, if that's like, if that relationship between art and mental health has changed at all for you or. No, that's always what it's been about for me. Like from a young age, like that's sort, that's always what it's been about. Like I had thoughts and feelings I couldn't outwardly express, so I made it into a painting so people had to try to decipher it or maybe said, hey, that's pretty, let's look past it. So <laughs> so that's always what it's been about for me. I can never entangle the two things. Um, and that's sort of what songwriting is for me too. Like it's sort of like I have like this emotion that I'm feeling and so it's like this cathartic, like it's sort of like writing poetry and then it's like this like physical, like rhythmic thing that you're doing and that's always what creation is about for me. It's like, it has that tie with mental health is cathartic. Yeah, absolutely. Agree. 100%. And that's like (laughs) another thing too, is like humans are like innately kind of set up to create in that way. And what's cool is like, I I've known, or I've noticed like, as you know, as I get older, as I meet more people, as I make friends with like my fellow creatives who are also really into making art, you really like have to be a special kind of person to be an artist. It's not an easy thing to be, but like when you are an artist, like I tend to believe for myself anyway, and for a lot of the people that have been on this podcast and probably a lot of people listening too, is like a lot of people like come and incarnate on this earth and sound a little woo-woo for a second just bear with me people like come and incarnate on this earth to like create like Mm -hmm. and that's why i feel like it helps our mental health so much because our body is like this is what we're supposed to be doing this Mm -hmm. feels good you know it's not like you know sitting at a desk and wasting away for nine hours every day it's it's like making things and connecting with people and having the things that you make connect with other people even people Mm -hmm. that aren't artists can look at art and be like i love that i hate that that makes me mad that makes me nauseous you know it's like (laughs) it's a whole thing i just love it it's it's awesome Definitely. So let's circle back, (laughs) circle back my little, my corporate America language that I've picked (laughs) up on from hell. So I'm curious now that you have, you know, you finished school, you're done with college, you have your BA in art. I wanted to ask you now that you've kind of been out of that for a while now, in in what ways did you find school to be helpful to you on your, not just your art journey, but like your life journey? And I also wanted to follow that up with a question what kind of artists uh, do you think would benefit from the like the school experience because I know not everybody wants or needs to go to college for art specifically but is there like a type of person that you'd say yeah I think that person would do really well and it would really help them out or a type of artist 
Yeah, I mean, getting my BFA was something that was really important to me. I, I'll admit, like, coming out of college, a lot of times people will have the urge to, like, I don't know what to do. I guess I'll go to college. And I sort of, I guess I would fall into that lump of, like, what should I do kind of thing. I actually, when I started going to college, I was actually a political science major. I know, crazy, right? But I was being stubborn. I think I mentioned this on the previous episode I was yeah. on, too, how I was, like, I got... I, did, I got accepted to this art school I really wanted to go to, but I didn't have the money to go to it. And so I like went to the one state school and I was like, grumble, grumble, I'm not going to be an artist. <laughs> and then later I changed my major to art. <laughs> so <laughs> I would say that it provided me an incredible community of people, an incredible environment to create my art in. It also provided me the opportunity to learn and study things I wouldn't normally learn and study. So for instance, if I would just like learn and study stuff on my own, I would have probably stayed in like an illustration niche or painting niche but whenever I went to school for it I actually learned photography and I learned sculpture and I actually learned metal welding weirdly enough but (laughs) so it's just like you learn all these things you wouldn't necessarily do it like forces you out of your box and says hey try this try this try this and it's like an incredible experience just to like broaden your horizons and like learn what else you can do or what else might interest you So I would say the types of people who might do well in college, for one thing, I think that you have to kind of be good with structure. You have to be open to doing anything. If you already know what you want to do, I don't necessarily think college could be right for you. I think that you're going to be better off just studying on your own and like, okay, I know what I'm doing. Let me go pursue it. Um, but if you are sort of like a little bit lost still a little bit in your exploring phase, I think college would be perfect for you. I think that you could really learn exactly all these different kinds of things that you want to explore. So if you like being told what to do and you're okay with compromising certain things you want to do now to try things that you might not normally want to try, I think that's what college is all about. So that's sort of if that answers the questions, it's sort of like essentially, essentially Sparknotes version is if you're okay with not working on exactly what you want to work on right now, or maybe because you don't know what you want to work on right now, I think college is good for you. But if you already know what you want to work on and you don't want to compromise working on that for anything else, I don't think college could, maybe it might not be the best. I don't know. That's just me. (laughs) Interesting. Okay. I haven't heard anyone say that before. I actually... I do. Okay. So I know I said I didn't go to college. I did go to college. I just feel like it doesn't count because I <laughs> I have a community college degree. I have a mm-hmm. associate in arts. It's a two-year general mm-hmm. education degree. It's not really in art. Like it's just a general, <laughs> it's like a general, like it's the two-year yeah. degree. I, I had every intention of going back to college. And I even like, I think I said like on the previous season of ArtWise, I think I was still pretty certain that I was going to go back, but mm-hmm. it wasn't until recently that I was like, I don't think that I want to anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not because like, oh, I don't want that like sense of community and I'm not open to, you know, trying new things. Cause like, I would absolutely love to have that kind of art education where somebody's showing me, oh my gosh, you can do sculpture and you can do all these things that I've never really tried before. I would love that. But a college is really expensive, which is something else to consider. And, you know, I spent my whole like 
career at, you know, my corporate America job, saving up money to go back to school. And then I got to the point where I saved up enough. It took me three years and mm-hmm. even like three years. And look, I didn't make a lot. Okay. I'm not going to front. <laughs> like I, I wasn't am severely underpaid. So in order to save money, I had to do things like have a bunch of roommates and only eat ramen and very cheap (laughs) groceries for the past three years. And so when I finally saved up the amount that I needed to go to college, I was like, first of all, I don't want to spend this. And second Mm -hmm. of all, if I go to college, right, because the thing I wanted to go to college for, I've probably said this before, I really wanted to go to school for game art, which Mm -hmm. is would get me another eight to five where I would have to sit at a desk all day. And I was like, okay, well, I know that I hate that. So despite having more fulfilling work, I don't think that it would be sustainable for me to go to school for the thing that I thought I wanted to go to school for. And then I'm thinking, okay, so I know how to do graphic design because that's what I've been doing for the past four Mm -hmm. years, graphic design. I'm like, and I like graphic design. I just don't, like what I'm doing and I don't like how structured it is like if I want to like pick up my laptop and travel to like the beach and like work on the beach from like a coffee shop I want to be able to do that you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and so I was like you know I already know how to do graphic design. I have this art podcast. I have like so many artist friends. I have like this community of people who are all doing like these incredible different things. Why not just not do college and just try and like start my own business and just like teach myself as I go. Mm-hmm. And so that's my new plan. <laughs> I feel bad because I really did. Like I, w- I totally same boat as you. Yeah. I was like, I have to go to college. That's what you do. Like <laughs> yeah. everyone, like no one tells you like that there's other things you can do. So it's like, that's what you do. And so like, you know, even like the universe, because I, tr- I actually applied to USF too. And I couldn't afford USF either at the time that I graduated high school. And I was like, okay, I'll just go to Hillsborough Community College. I'll save up money and then I'll finish my degree at USF. And then once I had enough money, I was like, I'm going to use this to start a business instead. I don't know. My brain, something my brain just clicked. But like, yeah, that's why I bring that up because I know college can be like immensely helpful for so many people. But I also want to like reiterate that it's not like essential either because it's about the journey, not the destination. (laughs) And if, you know, you find that, oh my gosh, if I, if I do college, like, yeah, it'll be, it'll be fun, but like, I'm going to be stressed about student loans and like all this Mm -hmm. stuff. It's like, you know, you have like other options too, which I mean, like I said, I totally planned on on finishing my degree. I wouldn't have gotten an associate if I didn't plan on finishing my degree. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like mad at myself because I'm like, why did I get that thing? That was a waste (laughs) of money. It's sitting here right up on my wall. And I'm like, you literally, I I want, I, I don't spend that much on it. I think I spent like, three to five thousand on it on the whole thing because i did i did dual enrollment so i actually got like you know a discount well not a discount i still did the work but like i didn't have to pay for my dual enrollment classes Mm -hmm. and i got my degree in two semesters i did like a like a summer semester and a december semester and like i graduated one year after i graduated high school Mm -hmm. so that's like a whole thing. But I literally look at it every day and I'm like, man, what a waste of stress and time. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I would say like when I was getting my degree, I was like, I was enjoying my time up to my senior year. And my senior year is when I 
actually understood what I wanted to do as an artist and as a painter. And then by that point, every time my professors would say something like, oh, do this different. Oh, do this. Oh, no, let's do this. Like stare at this piece of fabric and paint exactly what you see. And I'm like, but I already know I want to work with this this portrait project I have going on. At that point, I it wasn't it wasn't in alignment with me anymore. So I think that if you're at that point, the the, the like the last part where you already have this project you're passionate about, I think that maybe you should try pursuing it on your own before you look into college, especially with an art degree. Like you can get a job in art without an art art degree. I don't think that's necessary. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You don't. That's like the thing is like you really don't need a degree. And I didn't really realize that until I got my corporate job in graphic design because they knew I didn't have a degree. And like they did ask me about that. But then like the next question was, okay, well, we're going to have you make some art for us just so we can see how fast you work if you actually know Illustrator and what you can do. And in under 40 minutes, I was able to make like two shirt designs, which apparently blew my, my, who at the time wasn't my boss, but ended up being my boss, like blew her mind. She was like, you were literally the fastest person. And you were also the youngest that we interviewed. And I was like, sorry about it. I can't help them. So cool. (laughs) No. And I was just like, they, they, people, when they're hiring artists, like the piece of paper that you get from a degree, albeit like more like valuable in different ways to different people, doesn't mean anything if you know, you're not willing to like put in the work to like become the kind of artist that you want to be. And like, what I mean by that is like, you know, I had to work really hard to get good at using Illustrator to get really fast and to make like good designs that people said, oh, wow, you did that really quickly and it looks awesome. And that at the time was like my goal was I wanted to have a job like that where, you know, I was just I could sit down, I could do art all day. And, you know, for a couple of years, I was really, really happy doing that. I'm, I'm not that's not to say that, like, oh, I was miserable the whole time. Like it came later. It came after the great resignation when I started to realize, wow, like there are other people doing my actual dream. And that could be me. But instead, I'm stuck sitting at a desk. That's what really did it for me was seeing like other people have these big studios and like just, you know, making paintings and drawings and like selling their art and going to galleries and meeting other artists. I was like, man, I was so just not. Well, yeah, I was jealous. I'm not even going to front. Like, I'm like, man, I wish that was me. And then like you take a step back and you sit there and you're like, that could be me. Why can't that be me? I can do yeah. whatever I want. I have free will. Yeah. I'm, I'm a person. But like, I feel like that's the most important thing with like doing art is just staying true to what you want to do, even if it changes, because that is like, ultimately, like, who knows if like, my my business, right? Like, a business can be anything. Okay. It's like me starting this business and quitting, you know, my, my eight to five is like a whole thing, but like, who's to say like what this business is going to be in five years. Cause like I said, Oh, I I've been thinking about opening a gallery and doing like other things. Like who knows if I'll still want to do that a year from now, you know, like, or it could be open a year from now. Who knows? I have no idea. <laughs> and that's the thing is like, you have to be like really open to being like, this doesn't feel good anymore. I don't want to do it. And at the same time, like, you understand what I'm saying? Like, right? Yeah. Like, it's just like... Yeah, like, be ready to switch paths if that comes. Like, just go with the flow. Take inspiration where it comes and run with it. And then if it doesn't work anymore, drop it. Go a different direction. Like, this is finding life. <laughs> yes, exactly. But that being said, if your goal is to be, like, a, an artist with, like... Because I know a lot of people, too. And I, I'm i kind of one of those people, which is why I'm, like... Uh, I'm so, like, 
happy that I was able to make the jump because I think this will be really good for like my soul. But I am definitely one of those people that needs to feel safe. Like having a free, like switching over to freelance, right? And starting to do freelance, like no paycheck is guaranteed and I have no idea how much money I'm going to make next month. That sucks. And I hate that, but I feel like it's necessary for me to do what I want. And that's like the thing is like if you're an artist like who's looking for a consistent paycheck and you don't mind, you know, the corporate life, which I know like it is for some people. My dad, I think for for most of his career, really enjoyed being a creative director. I think he really liked it. And I think he found a lot of fulfillment in that. But, you know, come to find out that ain't me. (laughs) <laughs> you know, <laughs> I thought it was. And actually for a couple of years, I was really happy doing it, but that's the mm-hmm. thing. So, but that being said, it's so easy to, instead, like if you already know, oh, I want to be a graphic designer and I want to work for this company. If you already know exactly what you want to do. And then you look at college and you're like, this is expensive, but it's necessary. It's not always completely necessary if you already know what you want. <laughs> like if you're already like, I want to be a graphic designer, Take like a much cheaper graphic design course from like somebody that you find online that you really like their art and you think they're really talented because I know plenty of artists, like really good artists. Like Brief Collective is one. She is amazing. I think it's like, I think it's like two, they own like a business, but the business is called Brief Collective. They do social branding, graphic design. I have been following them as of recently. So if you guys, any of you are into like graphic design or like digital art, they do this really cool thing on their Instagram where they have these things. So Brief Collective, they have these like briefs and they're like fake clients. And they basically will give you like a prompt and then a bunch of their followers will do the prompt and like make whatever they ask for. So I think the one for this month, so we're recording this in at the end of March. The one for this month is like a restaurant that's like a Southern style, like antique rustic little Southern restaurant. And they want, they need a logo and they need like a menu design. And like, that's the prompt. And if you want to do it, you go ahead and do it. And you can also like, honestly, I know people like advise against this but you could use that stuff for your portfolio too like if it comes out really good you could be like use it for your portfolio just say that like it was a prompt and you know like if someone asks it's a real client obviously you have to be honest and be like yeah no this is not a real restaurant sorry but you know there is like ways to build your portfolio and to kind of like merge your work into like what your goal is as an artist and it doesn't have to always be school but it can be. And if if it is like, that's cool. I think what you said was really good, though, about like, you know, if you don't, if you're not sure what you want to do yet. That's the problem with me, though, is like, I, I remember like thinking back, I was so certain what I wanted to do. And like, now almost five years later, not even close to where I thought I would be five. Like if I asked my 18 year old self where I thought I'd be in five years, I'd be like, oh, I'm gonna be working at like, esports in Orlando and I'm gonna do like all the like I don't know game stuff (laughs) because I thought I was gonna do game art not even close not even close but I feel like I'm happier than I would have been if I would have done that because I feel like if I would have done like if I would have gone to school for that then I feel like I would have like because that's another thing too I see a lot of people get a degree and then they're like oh I don't like this anymore and then they're like oh well I paid so much money and I'm in so much student loan debt that I got to continue to do this thing I hate. 
Yeah, so. that's one thing. If you're going to art school and you have to take out a bunch of loans for it, do not do that. I got my art degree. I do not have any loans. And that's the only reason why I got my art degree. I would not go into debt for an art degree. <laughs> I yeah. would not recommend it either personally, but... I have quite a few friends who went to like, I don't know. Did you mention like the art school that you applied to that you would have had to take out loans for? It was Montserrat College of Art. It was like, it was just a really cute college up in Massachusetts, I believe. I was, I applied to that one and Ringling College of Art and Design. I know people who actually went to Ringling, so. I do too. I mean, yeah, lots of debt is the only thing. Bless. Um, yeah. I'm really sorry, guys, if you're listening to this, my friends at Ringling. I feel bad, but like I personally for me, I would never spend that much on college. And I know it's really valuable. I did the pre-college program at Ringling because I won a full scholarship. I would not have done it otherwise. It would not have been worth it otherwise. But yeah. I did win a full scholarship. So I was able to do that. And like it genuinely was like an experience unlike anything I've had in my life. And if I was able to go there and do that for five years without having even like even if I had to get into a little bit of debt, I think that I would have done it. And I think it would have been a really good experience for me. But it's really expensive. (laughs) Yeah, for me, I just feel like you can get where you want to go in art without spending that much money. I feel like sometimes I just feel like art school can be a scam. Because like, for me, if you're going into that much debt, I feel like you should have a promised job at the end of it. Like, you know, dentist, lawyer or something like that. But I don't, you can get where you want to go in art without spending that much money. And so I just think that's something really important to consider. If you're considering going to college, make sure it's going somewhere affordable because the power in art comes from you. It doesn't come from the school you go to. It doesn't come from the people who teach you. You will disagree with them, I promise you. So just believe in your own power as the artist. I promise you, you'll be better off. <laughs> exactly. See, that's a really good point. And that's why I bring up the like, if if you feel like you need a degree, but you already know exactly the job that you want to get or exactly your goals for yourself as an artist, and you know exactly what you want to do, Maybe like look into some options outside of college, because like I said, I I hadn't had my degree finished when I got my, you know, my corporate graphic. God, I can't talk my when I got my corporate graphic design job, I didn't have my degree finished. I was still in college when I got that job and they hired me anyway because they were like, wow, she's really good. Mm -hmm. What is this? Is that the sound? She's really good. (laughs) <laughs> not the, not not to like toot my own horn or anything. I was just fast. That was honestly like what they care about more. That's what corporate America cares about. They care about speed more than anything else. They're like, oh, if you can come up with a design in like under 20 minutes, like you're hired like straight up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Productivity or quali- quantity over quality for them most more mm-hmm. often than not. But like I even would- even still, you know, mm-hmm. they care about the art quality of the artist not so much the degree and Mm -hmm. there's a lot of fun stuff with that comes with going to an art school it's a really cool environment but unless you're literally rich and you have money to burn like Mm -hmm. maybe consider a normal university (laughs) that's more fairly priced (laughs) I I would say that art school can be affordable I think the most valuable thing about art school is that it's literally four years carved out of your life where you focus on close to nothing else other than art I think that's the most valuable part is that it's dedicated time to focusing on your art you can get that outside of school but you can also if you're looking to get it at school because I am sort of like ambivalent go to art school if it's for you don't go if it's not for you but if you're going to choose to go to art school I will say that there are 
affordable options out there. I found a lot of scholarships, like weird backstreet scholarships that I just Googled. And I remember driving like an hour and a half to St. Pete to like go interview for this scholarship. And they ended up paying for the rest of my degree. Like you can find cool scholarships to go to. You do not have to go into debt. And so if you are looking into art school as an option, I would say the most valuable things is the community, the environment, and the fact that it's four years carved out of your life for you to focus on art. You can get that elsewhere, but you can also get it in college. And if you're going to choose college, make sure you find a way to make it affordable for yourself because I would not I would not recommend going into more than like three, four grand in debt personally. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and also like, another thing, too, is if you know what you want to do as an artist, but you crave like the environment and like the like focusedness. That's not a word, but <laughs> I'll say it anyway. You guys know what I mean. Like the focus on art specifically, like if that's the thing that you crave, because that's what I wanted for myself too. And like ultimately, like I, you know, I I couldn't find a way. And then by the time I did find a way, I was like, do I even want this anymore? I don't know, uh, which is why it ended up not. But like, that's the thing is like, if that's what you're craving, you can also find that elsewhere if you just you know, like make it happen. That's why I started this podcast. Like I wanted to talk to other artists and get that kind of like networking experience that you would get from college without actually having to pay for a college degree. And I feel like personally, I've gotten something just as much, if not more valuable out of just making mm -hmm. this podcast, because, you know, there's a lot of you who listen to this podcast every week who message me and are saying, you know, how much it's helped them. And that makes me feel really good. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. So I think this is a good place to wrap it up unless there's anything else you wanted to add or anything nope. that we didn't fit I'm just in. Groovy. <laughs> cool. All right. So it is now officially self promo time. Go ahead, <laughs> plug all your stuff. All of this, as always, will be in the episode description for easy access for anyone that wants to like check any of this stuff out. But yeah, go ahead. The floor is yours. <laughs> Beautiful. Alrighty. So my name is Jen Carmiel. I am a contemporary artist and painter. And then I've also recently branched out into songwriting. You can find me on Instagram. I'm jen.carmiel. So that's J-E-N dot C-A-R-M-I-E-L. I post about my art on that Instagram and I also started posting some of my songs on there. So yeah, go check me out if you want to. Is there anything, anything else like cool projects, services, business stuff, kicks? kickstarters gofundmes anything. oh i mean not that i can really think of i mean you can find me on instagram if you have any work inquiries you can always ask me i do drawings and paintings and i mostly mail them to you so it's like usually paintings that like if your walls are bare or you're looking for something pleasing to look at that's usually what i do either commission based or you can buy from my inventory i do have a website jencarmiel.com and that's also on my instagram as well so yeah all right. Awesome. Another awesome episode. Thank you so much, Jen, for coming back on the podcast for round two. I am so excited for this episode <laughs> to come out. It's been amazing. So thank you so much for taking time out of your day to talk yeah. to me and record <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and thank, thank you guys for listening. As always, five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify are much appreciated. We have a Discord link in our Instagram bio, which is at Artwise Podcast. So if you want to network with some of the other cool people that listen to and or are on this pod podcast, feel free to join that. And oh, another thing, guys, we have merch. 
what the heck? We have merch. <laughs> That's also linked in our bio. I forgot to mention it. I keep forgetting. We have merch. If you want to buy merch, it's on my website, katemarymanart.com. So if you want to buy merch, that's where you can get it. I keep forgetting to mention it, but yeah, it's it's important. Well, it's not that important. You don't have to buy it if you don't want to, obviously. Like, it's not that important, but I feel like it, you should know about it. So now you know. It's on my website, and that I will also link in the bio. And a link to that is also in our Instagram Instagram bio as well at Artwise Podcast. But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening and I will see all of you guys next Tuesday. Bye everyone. Bye.